Hey there, boss. This is Jeff Mendelson, host of the One Big Tip podcast. And I am so excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program, where I teach you how to fast track your lead gen by having more conversations with your targeted clients, even if you have no list, audience, or paid ads. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero, and let me show you how to be the superhero in your own business. I am also actively seeking guests for this podcast. If you know someone who is currently six figures or more in their business and they have an actionable, tangible, and measurable tip to share, please let them know about it. Just go to onebigtip.com slash guest for information on how to be a guest. I can't wait to hear from you. Let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. My name is Jeff Mendelson, and this is the One Big Tip Podcast. And today, I am really pleased to have with me on the line Nancy Gary. Nancy is a virtual training consultant with over 25 years of experience. She has worked with Fortune 500 companies worldwide to help them implement virtual training for their teams so they can generate leads and increase ROI. With an ability to draw people in through storytelling and a sharp sense of humor, Nancy captures her audience's attention. And her one big tip is if you want to motivate change, you need to identify the personal side of it. We're going to learn how to do that using some storytelling techniques and also just how to make your webinars and your presentations just a bit more interesting. Nancy, thank you so much for joining me and welcome to the show. Well, thank you. I'm really glad to be here today. So this is going to be a lot of fun. I would like to hear a little bit about your background. Basically, you know, as a consultant who helps people with presentations, you know, like I can see how you get involved with a lot of different companies that have different priorities that, you know, some are selling to businesses, others others are selling to consumers. Uh, Can you please tell us a little bit about your background and what makes you so awesome? Well, I've been working in the training and development industry really for my whole professional career. So I've had the opportunity to work with companies of all different sizes and all different areas of expertise. In any given week, I'll be working on sales training for a custom home home builder. I might be working on supply chain management. I might be working on sales. So it's kind of all over the place. So I've had the opportunity to learn a lot about how all different types of businesses work and have been able to see a lot of different types of of patterns that emerge. And one thing that can be very consistent is when people are working on presentations, whether it's live in person or virtual like we are today, that there's this desire to share every fact that they've ever learned about anything and put that out there. And then they lose the opportunity to connect with people because they forget about telling a really good story. Because if you can tell a really good story, that's what's going to connect in people's minds. And then they're going to be able to relate the story to whatever your key idea is that you're trying to get across. You know, I love it. Just today, I came across a new commercial for AT&T. And the funny thing about it was, you know, they're promoting their AT&T fiber program in more cities. And they got Mila, Mila Kunis and Demi Moore, who both happened to share the same husband, right? Because Demi was married to... <laughs> There's a story. <laughs> yeah, right? And so I'm not going to spoil it. Go look it up, right? But what was funny about it was that they used this really funny, uh, you know, circumstance that these two women happen to be different times married to the same guy to, you know, convey humor through that, you know, through that commercial. And 
that to me was incredibly memorable, right? Because right. that's something you're just going to be looking at. And you're going to be like, geez, I'm going to remember AT&T now going forward <laughs> for a good long time. Let's talk a little bit about, you know, how you come up with that, right? Because, you know, sometimes it's not always easy to be humorous, right? Mm-hmm. It's not always, uh, sometimes it's not even politically correct. Let's be honest, right? right. You, you know, that could be a minefield in and of itself. Uh, how do you come up with these stories? Like, how do you come up with, you know, like with the plan to help a company get to a place where they can tell a powerful and intriguing story and, you know, entertain a little bit at the same time? I think one of the, the most classic story models to bring in is tied into the hero's journey. And what where companies, I think, can go wrong with it is if they brag about themselves, is that they are the hero of the story, when in fact... What they want to do is show their customer as the hero and that they were that, you know, the Obi-Wan, the sage, the one that gave them the guidance that helped them to uh, move into being into being heroic. So I remember a long time ago, I was working with someone and we did a video and the guy was really stiff on camera, but he felt he had to be the person on camera. He needed to be the face of the company. And it was one of these classic situations where as soon as the camera went on him, He became very, very boring and could not come up with a good story about the impact that energy efficiency happened to have on this company. We're going out to the parking lot and the guy who was kind of the second and he was really doing all the coordination and he was the guy to get the sandwiches and do those types of things. He said, you know, what's been so great about our work with you guys is that we have been able to keep jobs in this little town in Wisconsin instead of having to send them south of the border. And that was the story that needed to be told about how the work that they were doing made a big difference. But the, the main, the actor, the talent, who was not so talented, couldn't bring himself to go there because he got so nervous. So as I moved forward and I started working with people and working with stories and before they're going to actually go on camera to do a video, I like to interview them and just ask them a lot of questions about their personal life and get them comfortable with me so that when the camera starts to roll, they don't freeze up and turn into a robot that no one wants to hear from. I love that example because that is basically me, right? Put me in front of somebody. You and I can talk about this for a day and a half, right? Do this by myself. Like, please shoot me now. Right. Because (laughs) I, I just cannot like, I like just to stare at the camera and like, just like talk to myself. It like, it it just, it sounds boring to me. Like, I don't see how I can get to be as animated or as intriguing. At least I don't see it. Right. Other people of course see it, you know, but you know, when I'm trying to record things, especially by myself, right. Where I'm not interacting with someone where I just need to look directly into the camera and see what's going on. You know, it's like, wow, that is really, really hard, you know, to do, whether it's just speaking, you know, to record the audio or to do the video as well. Right. And, you know, like I find that, uh, you know, I'm not alone. Like the more I, I come out and tell people that this is, you know, this is a problem that I have, you know, you can either be like, okay, Jeff, get over yourself. Right. Or, you know, maybe with a little bit of coaching, I found that I found that for me in my business, it's these interview styles, right? Get me in front of somebody. We can talk for hours. And what I find is 
you know, like also they get a good feel for uh, the personality that I'm trying to convey, not just who Jeff is, but also what my company is and the vibe that I'm going for. Right. Well, and think about it, you know, storytelling and conversation have been around as long as mankind has been on the planet. Right. Right. And when you're in conversation, you tell me a little bit about you, which is part of your story. And then I've got my, how does my, my story relate to yours? And we can get, you know, it's easy to get trapped in not really telling a good story. I was just working on something the other day. I put together a speech. I'm involved in Toastmasters and it was for a competition. And I wanted to talk about how we've been through this very disruptive time, COVID-19, but looking at what were some of the positive aspects that came from it. Well, part one, one, one thing here is, first of all, too soon, because some people really experienced a lot of tragedy and you, and you can't let that go. But I started telling this like I was giving an opinion piece, like I was being interviewed on a news show and I was just giving my opinion about what happened and had a, a little story about how restaurants in my town have all upped their game and outdoor dining is now fantastic. They would have never done that if this wouldn't have happened. Well, now I got some feedback and I stepped back from it and thought, how can I make this more personal? And I'm going to revamp it to tell the story of people in my family and how over time, whatever time they lived in, they made the most of what they had. They dealt with the good circumstances and the bad circumstances. So talking about my grandfather, then I'll talk a little bit about my father. Then I'll, and then I'll eventually get to this time. And I think if I put it more in that context and make it more personal, I won't risk offending someone who will say, yeah, but people died and people that were home, maybe they were in an abusive relationship and bad things happened to people. And how can you say this? So I'm trying to, so sometimes you gotta, you gotta try something out (laughs) and get feedback and see how it lands and then improve it. So I just did that myself. Good lesson learned, good reminder for me. And a good one, when I'm thinking about working with people about, well, how do you personalize your story. And particularly now we're on this small screen where people are used to being entertained. So, you know, it's a, it's a whole new world. You know, that's really interesting that you bring that up because I definitely have, uh, you know, like, like my own opinions on how, you know, on how has, uh, you know, played out in our lives. I was able to get married during the pandemic and, you, you know, and I was able to do it without doing the big wedding. Cause you know, we couldn't invite anybody. I'm like, okay, saved a great. Money, you know, <laughs> yeah, saved a little bit of money, but you know something, it was per, it was just our speed, you know, and you know, the, the courthouse wasn't letting anyone in and it was, you know, it was just us. It was personal. It was intimate. So for me, that's a win and that couldn't have happened otherwise. Right. But at the same time, I also need to be cognizant that, you know, like a lot of people, you know, still needed to get up and, you know, and go to that courthouse and still work. And we needed to, we needed to be mindful of the sacrifices and the uh, effort that they were putting in, in in order to ensure that our lives would continue as well. And I think that's a, you know, a real poignant under of, you know, yeah, there were some really, really bad things that happened with this, but um, managed to make something good of it. And I think it caused a lot of people to really do a lot of soul searching, you know, even if it, quitting their jobs, changing careers, changing relationships, right? Some of the stuff is like, well, if you needed a pandemic to do it, then, you know, try to yeah, look at it on the right side. You know, we certainly had a lot of time for introspection. <laughs> yeah. Right. 
<laughs> I was so, like, what do I do now? <laughs> you know, so I want to... <laughs> I want to switch gears here, uh, you know, to your one big tip, uh, which is about, you know, like uh, uh, we, we titled it more about, you know, creating evergreen web webinars in particular. But I think this goes, you know, also for presentations or storytelling, yeah. you know, in general, right? Because there are a lot of ways that you can put your story together mm -hmm. and you know, by keeping, you know, like you said, the hero's journey, it's not about, you know, what I've done to be the hero, right? It's about how I enable my clients to be the heroes in the, by using the services that, that I'm able to provide to them. Let's right. talk a little bit about, you know, how that works and how you would put that together when creating a presentation. How does that work in your world? You know, what's interesting is any type of presentation whether you're going to be live on a big stage, virtual, like we are now, or if something is going to be recorded and it's just, just you and the camera, <laughs> there's some things that are consistent no matter what you're doing. You just need to be mindful of the type of platform that your program is going to be on so that you, you design for that particular platform. One thing that I believe, no matter what you're doing, is you want to have a good structure, a way that you, you bring people in, you give them a sense of what's going to be happening, you let them know the journey that you're going to take them on, what they can expect from the program. So really, what's in it for me? And then the next question for the audience is, and why should I care? And then really look at, do an outline of what are all of your, your key points, the key ideas that you want to get across and do that one first, and then look at it and say, what's the best way for me to illustrate each of these ideas? Do, what type of a visual do I need to put into place? Is this the spot for me to do a story or an example? And so you're really kind of doing these two structures in parallel. One is the structure of your content, and the other is the structure of your delivery. When you put those two together, that's what can give you really a winning program. And I'm a big believer in wherever you can tell a story, do so, and then relate the story. Well, what does that mean? What's the lesson that people learn from the story? What's the key takeaway or the key action that they're going to take? I'm curious if you can provide an example of how you helped a client go from, which was, you know, this boring you know, this is what we do and how we do it to storytelling mode, you know, creating that whole story brand and making it more engaging. I'm curious if you can put together something that really illustrates like what they were doing before and what the net effect was after they improved that storytelling opportunity. And it really helped out their business going forward. Yeah. It, you know, cause it's, it's a big part of, uh, of everything that we're doing. And, you know, I'm trying to come up with a real good, a real good concrete example for you. And my mind has gone, which can happen. I was going through and working on a project and they had reams and reams of information about, well, these are all the strategies that you need in order to you know, have, a, have a good negotiation. And we're looking at all of the information and it was very dense and very heavy because it was all, all these tactics and a lot of psychology. And I was working through it with him and I said, you know, there's a lot of, you've got a lot of great ideas, but it's hard for me to think about how to make this actionable. I'm getting lost in the information. And I would imagine that this is one of the reasons why you're losing 
some of your audience along the way, because there's so much depth and so much detail. And it's a very, it was very densely packed. It was like, how much information can I tell you about this topic in a very short period of time? So I'm going to just throw this all at you. So people got lost in it. So we stepped back and said, what is the need to know information? Let's work through what are the, if you could have people come up with three to five great tactics that they can use, what would those be? And then, then we walked through and we built out an example for each of the tactics so that people had something that they could anchor it to. And that's what made the big difference and got rave reviews on the presentations after that and more you know, follow-on business because there wasn't so much information thrown at them that they, they didn't know what to do. So they appreciated him much more after that. I think the last thing people want is for somebody to read you their slides. Yes. You know, that has got to be the fonts are often so small. What else are you going to (laughs) do? Right. And you know, it's like one of the things I used to do is, you know, yeah, I'm guilty of that, you know, maybe like 20 years ago. Right. But one of the things I tried to do was, you know, try to keep my presentations as succinct as possible. Right. The least amount of words, the least amount of visuals, or if I am going to go for visuals, you know, make sure that the headlines and the visuals don't overpower each other. Right. Right. And I think when you do something like that and you really try to convey why is this interesting for you, right, as I'm, as I'm presenting it, it makes for a much better presentation. It makes it a little bit more engaging and it also allows you to really convey the point so that, you know, they don't just get lost in thinking like, okay, you know, here I'm going to present numbers. You know, anyone can go and read, you know, like a prospectus or anything like that because right. that's basically what these things are. What you really want to do is that you want to you want to present the information as what makes this information important for me to engage with it right now, right? I think that's the biggest part of whether you're creating a webinar, whether you're creating a uh, you know, a presentation in front of people, whatever it is, you got to be engaging. Right. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, you're, yeah, you're going to have to rely on other crutches then maybe throw some background music in there (laughs) or, or maybe get a model to read it for you, you know, whatever it is. Right. But you need to figure out, yeah, puppet show. (laughs) And you know, like when you do something like that, that's where the magic really comes across. Mm -hmm. Right. So I really appreciate you uh, uh, giving those examples. You know, it really helps in terms, you know, and I think that a lot of people need to hear this more and multiple times. Yes. You know, in order for it to really drive home. And if you really sort of shift that tactic just a little bit, that'll really help. And another thing that can happen is there's this idea of, I've got this information that I want to communicate and it's almost, you know, like the whole idea of, you know, editing and things that end up on the cutting room floor. You have to be willing to take information out, put it aside and, you know, it's, it's another opportunity for another day. It doesn't mean that because it's not in this presentation that you're never going to have the opportunity to say it. You know, sometimes I can come up with a really great joke, really great story, and I really want to use it. I'll be like, ah, I can't do it in this one. But that's why I have this thing called a notebook to keep track of what I'm doing so that these ideas don't get lost and, you know, they can then resurface at the, you know, the, the right day, the right time. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing that. Nancy, can you please let everyone know how they can learn more about you and your business and how they can reach out to you directly? Well, you can see my, my website. It's right under me there. So you can find me at uh, Nancy, nancygeary.com. That's my website. And if you go to that page, there is an, an opt-in there where you can get a free gift from me, which is my eight strategies to create training that sells. 
And then I also running a five-day challenge next week about how to turn your expertise into profitable online courses. And I'd, I'd love to be able to share that link, Jeff. What's the best way to do that? I'll make sure that it, that it gets into the show notes okay, as, well as, in, as well as into the live notes as well. Thank you. So that's great. Thank you so much, Nancy. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I really appreciate you taking the time to share this with the audience. And uh, you know, it's been a great conversation. Thank you for joining me today. Oh, you're very welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to the One Big Tip podcast. If you're a six to eight figure entrepreneur, business coach, or speaker who would like to be on this show, we need to talk. The audience for this podcast is hungry for experts and professionals who want to share their knowledge with this world. So if you're ready to share your actionable and measurable One Big Tip, please go to onebigtip.com slash guest and let's get your story out there. I am also crazy excited to announce my new Agents of Pod coaching program. With this program, I show busy entrepreneurs the strategies that I use to have warm conversations with my dream clients, keep my calendar book solid, and consistently have potential clients at the ready, all anxiously waiting to speak with me every single week. Head on over to agentsofpod.com slash hero and let me show you how to be the superhero in your business today. Lastly, I have a huge ask for you. Could you please share this with your audience on social media? The stories and connections that I make on this podcast have helped thousands of people, sometimes in the most profound ways. And you never know if your small action today will be the one that kickstarts your friend, a family member, or even yourself into taking massive action and starting the next multi-million dollar business. It'll be your way of just paying it forward. My name is Jeff Mendelson. You can find me on all the major social channels like LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you so much for listening.